This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back, beautiful people. This is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielpour. And I definitely want to say that it is such a treat to sit here next to my best friend uh, to to talk about stuff that we love. And so I just wanted to thank you guys for sending in the feedback, the questions, um, because this is ultimately how we come up with these uh, podcasts. And so I think today is just an example of that because... Mm -hmm. These are going to be some listener and viewer questions that come in, you know, uh, along the weeks. And we keep seeing some of these over and over. So I figured we'd address them today. And and some of them are really amazing because there are things that we think about as well all the time of of how do we take care of that? And some of them are a little crazy, (laughs) (laughs) but we love it. And and, and it's great. You know, ask us everything because um, it actually makes us think a little bit out of the box as well. So thank you. Keep them coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this one uh, could be a little near and dear to your heart, uh, seeing as it's body-related. Elbows to armpits, the aging arm and hand. And so what can we do, which are topicals, non-surgical interventions, and surgical interventions? And is there a mix or all three in in what order? What a perfect question. Mm -hmm. Because... In the last, what, three weeks maybe, or four weeks, we've done a ton of arm lifts. And arm lifts, generally speaking, surgical arm lift where you cut skin from the arm and then you sew it back together, causing a scar, they're not that common. And then we went over, if any, if you listen to our podcast, when we went over numbers of body contouring procedures, it's probably on the lower end of all the different body contouring mm-hmm. procedures, because generally speaking, most people don't end up with a ton of extra skin on their arms. Now because there's a huge ozempic craze because there's been massive, massive weight, weight loss, loss surgery yeah. yes we do see extra skin in which it can't be remedied so i'm going to go backwards for a second mm-hmm. and i'm going to start from the most proximal portion of your arm so your upper arm first and then we'll go down to the hand because the hand will become a lot more um common for all of us i was just looking at my own hands during this podcast and i'm like wow i'm getting sunspots mm. so well, let's start with the upper arm and then we'll go into the forearm and then we'll go to the hand yeah listen i um i was gonna ask you so let's say someone comes in and they start noticing that skin just doesn't look like it did when they were in their 20s right um obviously this isn't severe this isn't something that requires major treatments. And so you're starting to think of a topical therapy or something that can be done um, to help improve the quality and texture of the skin while they're still in that age bracket or the texture is still um, shy of what's necessary for any surgical procedure. What what would you choose? What's your go-to 
And is there a, a top three or top so, two? So, so yeah, there's, again, age really matters here. Okay. Normally it doesn't, and what, but it really matters because it's the quality of the skin and how much collagen that you really have and you're not burning and you haven't burnt already or you're lasting in collagen. So what would I treat? And sorry, remember, uh, for we, we've discussed this on previous podcasts, after the age of 18, you lose 1% per year of collagen. Okay. And that's what keeps everything nice and tight that's and lifted. Right. And, you know, and your elastin and collagen, what what lifts and, and keeps everything. Now, and one thing I do tell people is the more toned and the more fit you are, the tighter your skin will actually look. As crazy as that sounds. If you've got muscles, your your skin's gonna look tighter around those muscles. So the one thing is I tell people, be in shape. Hydrate, mm-hmm. hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. That we are made of water our whole body's made of water so hydrate but realistically what are the other things we can do to tighten it non-surgically i would use is there a topical that you would go to first let's say someone comes in and they start noticing some sunspots you had alluded to it earlier and this is arms and yeah hands. so if we're talking about crepiness and sunspots well Obviously, I love anything that's going to cause cellular turnover. So something like a retinoic acid, like Retin-A or Triluma, anything that's going to be able to kind of cause new skin formation, that is great. Mm-hmm. Then if we can do... Any, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I even think, you know, uh, let's say to, to, to head it off early. You know, a lot of our podcasts, uh, you know, we talk about things that if you can start doing things early, you necessarily Absolutely. won't have to hit some of these treatments Absolutely. early. So... You know, listen, our line, uh, I, I'm just going to bring these up from Beverly Hills MD just because I think they're fantastic. Obviously, I'm biased. And so, and if you uh, don't want to use our line, use yeah, anyone listen, else's. Use We're any not here. line that has, has something similar. But we do have a toddy, uh, total body uh, night retinol solution that you can use that increases that cellular turnover, right? People love our body oil. Listen, and again, don't buy it. I'm not trying to tell yeah, you to yeah, buy yeah, it, but yeah, they yeah. love it. This is not and a anyone solicitation. Anyone I've given it to, anyone has used it, you need to keep things moist. Yep, and so that's where the other product comes in, the Crepe Correcting Body Complex, because not only does it help hydrate, moisturize the skin, but it also has actives in it to help improve the texture of the skin. All right, so let's say topicals, go with those two from our line or any other line that has something similar uh, make sure that you have a nice, thick uh, body lotion just mm-hmm. because the body requires more moisturization than the face. You right? know, it's interesting. I have a pregnant wife right now. She has a regimen when it comes to oiling up her belly like I've never seen anybody in my life before. Mm-hmm. It just goes with exactly what John just said. The more moist you keep, the, the more moisture you keep, she doesn't want stretch marks. So that's why yep, she's doing yep, it. Yep. So you keep, it's the same thing as you get older. Just keep everything really moist. You don't have to go get yourself an expensive moisturizer, just a body lotion of some time. It'll really do its trick. Yep. Then we talk about what we can do from our end. Mm-hmm. What are the things that can be used to tighten the skin of the upper arm and make it less crepey. So well, let's say they come in exactly that. Let's say they're uh, late 30s, upper 40, or sorry, early 40s, and toned. They're in shape, but skin, again, isn't what they want to. So we've already given them the topicals. We've already tried the retinols, um, and they see some improvement, but they really want something to help reclaim some of that lost collagen. What would you recommend? Go straight to Morpheus, and yep. I do Forma as well. So I do external radio frequency, including 
microneedling and radio frequency. The more modalities you throw at someone, the more chances of building collagen. Mm -hmm. And that's all we're trying to do. Now, remember, guys, radio frequency treatments are great. Depending on your skin color, sometimes, but Morpheus is generally pretty good for everybody. Mm, yeah. um, and the other radio frequency works as well, Forma or whatever you like to use. But these things need to be done yearly. Yep. They're not the one and done procedures. Just like it takes time to lose the collagen to get to where you're going, it's going to take time to get that improvement. So yeah, I would set up three sessions of Morpheus and Forma, and I would literally do that once a year. And I think that could really help with with minimal to mild skin laxity and crepiness. Mm -hmm. Once it becomes like we talk about the bat wing deformity where you've got extra skin that's hanging, well, guess what, guys? All The only way to fix that, and I'm telling you right now, is taking it and going and cutting it out and creating a scar. Now, if you're in between somewhere, there is another treatment, mm -hmm. and our other treatment is called body tight. Um, there's also Renuvion. There's other types of skin tightening procedures from the inside. So basically, tiny little incision, like you're doing liposuction, mm -hmm. and then use this this therapy, but under the skin. Yep. And that's even a little bit more aggressive than the Morpheus. But what we do is we'll do body tight and Morpheus on top of each other in an operating room to really tighten that area. Yeah. And it really does, and it really works nicely. But then once you have that surgery, you've got to do the upkeep. You can't let your body go. You can't gain weight. You can't. These are all the things that go on with, with doing a surgery. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, listen, if you look along the ladder, we went from topicals using the crepe correcting body complex or a good lotion for the skin, a moisturizing mm -hmm. lotion. Then you move to a retinol that increases cellular turnover. Then we can discuss Morpheus treatments to help tighten the skin. Then liposuction uh, with or without radiofrequency. And lastly is the brachioplasty. And that's really where you can create uh, some amazing new contours. We've done multiple, uh, you know, I've assisted you uh, in the last few weeks um, just because there's a lot of body contouring that's necessary out there, yeah. especially if you lose a lot of weight. And it's a game changer, guys. Just, just imagine if somebody who's never been able to wear a tank top mm -hmm. or a sleeveless dress, and now they're like, they've got that confidence that they haven't had. That scar isn't the best scar, but we've got tricks that we can make it heal really nicely. Next question. This is a great one. Uh, and I love how they have. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't go into the hand real quick. Oh, sorry. Let me, sorry, let me sorry, go into for, forearm. Yeah. Again, forearm's not as, as much of a, an issue because the mm. skin on your forearm is a lot more taut. People don't come in with, unless you've really got major, major, major weight loss, you don't have extra skin there. You may have a little bit, you know, distal to your, to your upper arm, but that's about it. But the hands, and the hands are, you know, the dead giveaway of your age. For everyone, you know, John can do a facelift on a on a lady that's seventy five, make her look fifty. But if the hands don't get rejuvenated, dead giveaway that their age. Very so, true. what are the things that we worry about with the hands? Really, two things. One is the the Atrophy. sunspots, yeah. right? And the other is the actual crepiness or volume loss, where the hands become very veiny. They become very. They look. They look like you know. Older hands, you know, you, if you think about your grandmother, when she held your hands, her hand versus yours when you were a young kid were very, very different. That's that where you lose that 1% per year after age 18. Now you're 70 years old. Imagine that's 52% collagen loss. So your skin is thin, brittle, 
tears easily, mm-hmm. uh, bruises easily. And so uh, I agree with you. I think it's thinning skin. And veins don't always mean um, that you're old. Right. The problem is it's the uh, it's the translucency of the skin that allows those veins to be yes. clearly evident. So if you look at someone who's really in shape, mm-hmm. they obviously have veins in their hands, right? Absolutely. But they have volume in between the veins and underneath the right. veins. And All so right. that's what makes it look a little more uh, youthful. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. And these are easy fixes. You don't have to go into surgery. You don't have to... I mean, listen, if you're having a facelift... Take a little bit of fat and put it in your in mm-hmm, your hands mm-hmm. for volume, and then do a CO2 laser over the top. But if you're not, the Pico laser for pigment is unbelievable. I've done it for so many people. Gets rid of sunspots. You can do peels on your hands. You can do fractionated CO2 laser on your hands. You can put, you know, uh, Triluma on your hands. You can do all sorts of stuff, but volumize it with filler or fat, and then use a laser to get rid of the sunspots. The key takeaway point. Don't let it happen. So if you're driving, like my mom does, wear gloves. If you're out walking, if you're going to the beach, wear put sunscreen on your hands as well. Mm-hmm. We forget to put sunscreen on the back of our hands. Notice how the inside of our hands has no sunspots, but the back of our hands do because we tend to get a lot of sun on them. Um, and again, easy way to prevent it, sunscreen, and easy way to get rid of them. Go see your dermatologist or plastic surgeon, and they can laser them away. Definitely. All right, uh, on to the next uh, statement or question here. Um, You know, I thought it's really interesting how they put it. They said, the two belly button problem, a.k.a. the growing sink pit above my belly button. Mm -hmm. Too tight for a tummy tuck, too loose for a bikini. What to do? And this is Mm -hmm. such an interesting thing. Depends who told you it was too tight for a tummy tuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of times, if you're just developing that little indentation, the indentation is really, um, you know, the belly button is tethered to the connected tissue below. And so we kind of see a superior hooding. And sometimes what happens is as you have excess skin, um, you, you really, the skin falls over that belly button. You see where the tethering point of the belly button is. And so that's that two... Uh, belly button problem. Mm-hmm. And so um, usually that means that there is supra umbilical laxity. What that means is there's excess skin above the belly button. All right. Um, that's usually one of the key indicators for some type of abdominoplasty. But let's let's talk about some of the things that can be done early on. Um, again, I know we keep going back to some of these technologies, yeah. but it really is important. Listen, Topicals all over the body. I would consistently use a uh, a hydrating moisturizer and a retinol. Without okay, a doubt. that's those are those are we're we're getting to the yes. level now where we're going to use that all over the body. We always pay attention to our face and we always forget our body, and so that's one thing that you can do to look youthful throughout. You know, as mm-hmm. we age. But what's your go to to help tighten up some of the skin above the belly? So button? really interesting. If you look at pictures online for treatments with Morpheus. 
The one thing you'll see more than anything is that area. Draw a circle around your belly button and people have that crepey skin. And like this question is, they're borderline tummy tuck or they're not necessarily. Yes, that helps. Um, in our practice, we tend to really push the limits when we do tummy tucks and and we'll do them on some people that most people would say it's a no-go and they come out great. It's just a matter of being able to do it and being comfortable. Mm -hmm. But Morpheus works fantastic if it's, if it's not a lot of skin laxity, yep. if there's a lot of skin laxity, it won't do anything. It's just a waste of time and money. And I think a tummy tuck is the way to go. Well, you know, the interesting part is there is an alternative, and you seem to have grown a series of these. Oh, um, yes. Especially if you're undergoing breast surgery. Let's say you have a, a breast lift or something like that. That's actually maybe, a very good point. Maybe you can talk about it. And, you know, the 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 true treatment of supra-umbilical skin laxity in a textbook is a reverse tummy tuck or a reverse abdominoplasty, which basically puts the scar underneath the breasts and pulls the skin up instead of down, mm -hmm. basically relieving or improving that area. You know, the problem is if you're not having, skin, you know, breast surgery, if you're not having a breast reduction or you're not putting, it's a scar that's under your breast that's relatively big. So, but it is awesome. It works beautifully. We've done a ton of them in the practice. Yep. Um, and I think it's a great way to get rid of that double belly button that you're talking about. Yeah, it's a good adjunct. And we don't cross the midline with the scar. Mm -hmm. You just place it all under the belly button. Sometimes it's a, a little scalloped um, or a little bunched under the breast. It mm -hmm. always settles out. Always. It looks perfect. 100% of the time. And that way you don't have to cross the midline. Now, it is nowhere near as powerful as a traditional abdominoplasty, so make no mistake. But at the same time, if there's a little bit of excess that's bothering you, especially if you're going undergoing breast surgery, it's one of the best adjuncts. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's a relatively easy recovery. Yeah, the the recovery is a piece of cake. The biggest, there's two huge differences. One is your belly button's not touched. So mm -hmm. we don't transpose your belly button, meaning we don't cut the belly button and bring it out through a new hole like we do for a traditional tummy mm -hmm. tuck. The other thing is most of the time, you don't do anything with the muscles. Okay, so there's no diastasis repair. This is not a traditional abdominoplasty where we do for post-pregnancy patients where mm -hmm. we're really tightening their core as well. You can do it, but it's not traditionally done. Okay, on to the next question. Okay. Uh, infrared and near-infrared, now touted as a cure-all for everything from infertility to depression to aging skin. A nice touch or a measurable medical miracle? And also... How exactly do mitochondria eat light? Huh. You know, it's so interesting. Mitochondria are the little organelles within our cells that are really responsible for generating ATP or energy. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, and those the the productivity of the mitochondria as we age slowly declines. Now, the thought behind uh, infrared, near infrared, red light therapies is what they will do is ultimately you have to understand. Um, Nitric oxide, which is something that is, uh, we'll say, something that's bad for us that really couples to something called cytochrome. When that is coupled together, you reduce the activity of mitochondria. Mm -hmm. And what the, these light therapies do actually uncouple that nitric oxide from cytochrome. And so what it does is it, it starts uh, the ability of the mitochondria to start creating energy again. So obviously... This is good for detoxification. It's good for added energy and overall well-being, right? That's why some people have extra energy. They feel better when they're depressed. Right. Um, the skin can improve from it because 
uh, obviously it now you have the ability to use some of that energy to uh, get rid of oxygen free radicals. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I think that it is not necessarily a cure all, but it can help us in multiple situations. And, uh, you know, I think it's a, a valid therapy. There are surgical, there are uh, scientifically published studies that show the benefits of red light and uh, and these uh, type Very of true. therapies. I mean, I'm looking uh, at one right now. I mean, mm -hmm. National Library of Medicine pulled it up. The last one, broadband light and red light therapy. Yep. Interesting part is when we were th training, and even over the last 10, 50, most people thought that red light therapy did nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's it's actually gotten a little bit more in vogue and it's getting a little more hype than it ever did. Like we don't necessarily treat people a lot with red light therapy. We have it in our office. We use it for, for faces, but it's become a big deal. And, it, and they say that the main real mechanism is that it decreases inflammation. Yep. So, it's, you know, and it, it's one of those things that it's no harm, no foul. Remember, guys, yeah. it's not a laser. This is not a laser. Yeah, okay, It's just the light. The interesting part is if you look at a therapy such as this one, it's easy, it's painless, and it has a benefit. And that's why, it, of course, it's going to show up everywhere. Um, we'll kind of get into some of this later. We'll talk about at-home systems versus in-office or, uh, you know, at, when you're going to a medical facility. Um, that obviously those will change. But but it's a good uh, point that you made. You made a really, really good point. You mm -hmm. said that it's easy. You come in, you go, mm -hmm. no one's poking you, there's nothing hurt. So most of the studies that are done with broadband light or red light therapy, they're all patient satisfaction skills. Mm -hmm. And everyone's very happy. So really what it, what it comes down to, if you don't turn around and ask the plastic surgeon who's really trying to make themselves happy too, if you're just asking the patient, yes, this is great and it works really well. Mm -hmm. We expect far more from our treatments. So sometimes when we talk about red light therapy, we're like, I don't know if it's gonna do anything, but if the patient likes it, who really cares? Yeah. Um, it's 11, should we reconvene? You wanna just do one more? We'll just do, we'll yeah, just do one, just... one other question. Sure. How long have we been going? Do one more question and then we're done. I'm going to okay. ask you a question. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Is there a way to get on and just let them know we're running late? Let so, me see. So I have one really good question for you. Yep. So, so okay. So, so, so when it comes down to red light therapy, guys, it, again, no harm, no foul. I think it's, it's a good therapy. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I have one last thing, and I want to ask you, and, I, and this is something that's been brought up by a lot of patients over the years. Mm -hmm. Woman comes in, has way too big of a forehead, says that she's got a 10 head. What do you do about that? Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's a really big problem. And aesthetically, people don't like it. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, in my practice, uh, the idea is, you know, doing a lot of facial rejuvenation surgery, the idea is hair-lowering procedures. Mm. Um, there's another surgeon here in Beverly Hills that does a lot of them, Dr. Gal Aronoff, and he's really good at it as well. But the idea is lowering that hairline. Um, you would be surprised at how much younger a person can look. A lot of these are caused by what's called traction alopecia, tight ponytails. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's I would say a portion of it is is caused by that. And so, as you keep having these ponytails tighter and tighter, it breaks off the hair follicles, and eventually, uh, you know, the the bulbs don't grow. The other is androgenic alopecia. You have a receding hairline, and 
Um, it, it really makes you look older. And so a lot of times, even with a facelift, what we'll do is we'll reduce the forehead just by doing a hairline lowering procedure. You can get a combo. It'll raise the brow as well as lower the hairline all in one procedure. So I think- Really cool, guys. So think about this. Yep. You put a scar in your hairline. It's not noticeable. I've seen it. Okay, I've seen him do this. Mm. But at the same time, it- brings your hairline forward, lifts your brows. You're getting a two-for-one special, and then basically makes your forehead a little bit shorter. So- yeah, listen, I think the the downside is that you will see the, the scar during the healing and recovery period, um, but the upside is that uh, most of these scars heal so well that you never see them, and uh, you have the added benefit of lowering the hairline. So I think it's a win-win. Awesome. Yeah, I, I thought I think it's a pretty cool procedure. A lot of people ask about it, and it's a relatively simple procedure for the patient to recover from. I, there's one more question that we have here. Uh, the bones of the face. With so many older people in their 40s getting braces, is an adult expander of the upper palate a good solution to reverse the bone loss and depression or recession of the alveolar process and possibly even help with sleep apnea? All right, so this person has obviously been through either some type of medical training or they are involved in this type of therapy. Um, Many times this actually is done in children because we are looking at trying to prevent sleep apnea in an uh, mm-hmm. as an adult, and so they undergo palatal expansion, which essentially a device is placed, which uh, essentially we can uh, expand the upper palate, and what it does is it brings bone out a little forward. So obviously right. it changes the facial structure. Um, it, you know the interesting part is as we age, we lose bone, and so you get a receding area that's especially. You know, at the sides of the nose, mm-hmm. along the chin, mm-hmm. and and uh, the eyeball, so- the eye socket gets bigger, and that's why we develop tear troughs, laugh lines, and, right. and uh, labia mental creases or marionette lines. And so, I don't know that this. Um, it, 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 I think this is a a potential solution, especially if you have sleep apnea. Um, I don't know that this is in vogue yet for improving the signs of aging necessarily, but it's something that's uh, very interesting. And so I think that um, eventually over the next several years, this will be something that'll be looked at because it's relatively easy. The appliance isn't like it screws into your uh, palate. It's just uh, almost like a, uh, you know, Invisalign sort of uh, device. And so listen, stay tuned. Uh, It's definitely not my area of expertise, but I'm sure my OMFS, oral maxillofacial surgery, uh, colleagues will be presenting it soon. Definitely. So listen, these are some interesting questions. Keep them coming. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, you know, we really appreciate your uh, your following. So hopefully you learned something today. Once again, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Watch us on YouTube or TikTok, Instagram, or anywhere else you check out your social. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.